I find myself recently having a fairly in-depth discussion about the benefits of NLP. Um, not just NLP, but also DISC profiles, Myers-Briggs, in the context of recruitment and recruiting and retaining good employees and I suppose for the purposes of this podcast specifically salespeople and I find myself as usual getting um, immediately on the attack of the benefits of NLP and the benefits of Myers-Briggs and those disc profiles and it took me a while to work out that I wasn't really being cynical. I was been more skeptical. And there's a fairly big difference between cynicism and skepticism. If you're cynical, you think you know everything about something and you're 100% sure that that thing isn't right. But if you are skeptical, you're kind of in a similar mindset and so far you don't believe it, but you're curious to be persuaded. That's my own definition, so I hopefully hopefully it makes sense. And if, if it's wrong, challenge me on it. I'm happy for that to be the case. Um, but being cynical and being sceptical are very different, and being sceptical would mean that you're a little bit more open-minded. My view on NLP and DISCs and Myers-Briggs would be that I'd rather meet the real person behind all of that and spend some time trying to get to know them in some other format or using some other formula than a Myers-Briggs, which I believe is a test created by a woman to find an ideal husband for her daughter. And uh, it's been a new server since and has been the panacea of many as a retired HR director. Um, why am I talking about this? It's really in connection with chat gpt and the advent of machine learning or the arrival of machine learning and the advent of more advanced ai in the future and its role in sales and what i've always thought is that the human role will very very unlikely be replaced by ai in sales and that argument is becoming more and more challenging for me to hold given the technology and given the speed of content creation and so on and so forth and the suggestion that eventually one computer will talk to another computer i don't disagree with but i still think there's a valid position for a salesperson if they're able and capable of doing their job really really well and i'll explain that so if you're using technology to communicate with people um as part of the retention process or as part of the acquisition process you're either sending emails or letters yeah still send letters or whatever the medium be it um, social media, be it LinkedIn, however you're sending it, is that information taken into account the different styles of learning? So up until a few days ago, I thought there were about four different types of learning, um, visual, audio, kinesthetic, and I think digital's in there somewhere. And I would have always been training people in sales to be careful that they don't inundate their prospects or the people they're working with, with content in a similar formula. So if it's written or if it's just visual or, you know, how, how do we send oral information these days? Well, let's see, they're going to be wrapped up in a video 
or in a podcast like this. But most of the content is, um, or a lot of the content is written down. Um, people have this aversion to use telephone. People have this aversion as well in sales. It would seem to get in front of prospects and customers and clients again to find good reasons to get in front of prospects and clients again is maybe the problem. Um, well, how's it going? Is that PO ready? Is not really going to cut it with most people. So I took a bit of a dive into um, the audiovisual kinesthetic thing. And then lo and behold, there aren't just four learning styles. There are maybe up to 12 learning styles. But without confusing the thing, I'll, let's talk about the seven learning styles there are, which are visual, aural, verbal, physical, logical, social, and solitary. Okay. So let's use an example of visual where people would tend to use the phrases of, let's take a look at this. Let's see how it works for you. Um, can you picture it? I, I don't get a good picture of it. Um, let's look at it from a different perspective and so on and so forth that are using words that relate to the process of seeing in one capacity or the other. Aural is where people would prefer to use sound or music. Um, so for example, that sounds about right. That rings a bell. I can hear what you're saying. Um, it's coming through loud and clear. Those kind of phrases come back to you or become prominent in conversations. If you're listening in the right way, you can hear that sort of language coming to you and you can then very quickly pivot and return those the details and the facts in a way that suits the person that you're having the discussion with. That's really complex, you know, but let's say from one side of the fence, you don't do this at all. And all you're doing is sending out stuff like you always have done, or you're sending out newsletters or you're sending out e-zines or you're sending out emails or you're sending texts or SMSs or whatever it is that you're doing and you're doing it consistently. You're not taking into account the communication and comprehension and consumption styles of the other people. And that means that doesn't mean that you're going to be targeting one seventh of the audience, or even if there's only four audio, visual, kinesthetic and digital, that you're targeting only a, a quarter of them, but you're missing out a lot of people. So when your buyers and sell, buyers um, in the buying and selling process are saying, look, we're not interested right now, and you go through the predictable no means not yet process where no, they didn't understand, no, they didn't have time, no, I'm not speaking to the right person. Sometimes it could be no, you are speaking to the right person, but they don't fully understand comfortably what it is you're saying or what you're trying to get across. So I find myself saying a lot, I see what you mean. And, and I, sometimes for the crack, I say things like I, um, I see what you're saying and just just for the crack. And the only person that's having a bit of crack with that is me because nobody else is really taken up on it. But there is research to prove that there are very specific learning styles. So you throw in all the technology in the world, you're wired into HubSpot, you've got a, um, you're into ChatGBT and you're going on it flat out and you're writing content flat out and you're writing, would you believe are really good sales emails. Sales email in itself is not really going to hit all bases simply because Open rates have gone from 11% to 10% to 9% in the last three years. Um, not because it's very hard to get across uh, an aural message or a visual message unless you're going to embed a video. And if you embed the video further on down in the email, they may not see it because they can't be bothered going that far down. But you're getting the picture here. So how, how are you taking advantage of all of these different platforms? 
um, and, and making the best advantage out of out of them in relation to your your prospect and your customers. So verbal is you prefer using words both in speech and writing. Physical is that you prefer using your body, hands and sense of touch. Um, logical is that you prefer logic, reasoning and systems. Social is that you prefer, prefer to be in a group. And so, solitary is prefer to work alone and, and use self-study. So if you're presenting to a decision maker and they're in a group and they're uncomfortable with that, are you able to get a sense that they're uncomfortable and then try and isolate them for another presentation? Or is all that really important? Because we're replacing a lot of the, techno the, the interpersonal skills with technologies that we believe will accelerate the sales process, will get to the decision maker quicker, that will help them make up their mind quicker. When really, it could be a question of doubling down on the, those interpersonal soft skills that everybody wants to talk about, but because they're not really packaged in in the same way that HubSpot and Zimplify and Salesforce and CRMs all package themselves, it may be harder to see the benefit of them. I mentioned this before, and it happened again this week where people are connecting with me to say, what's, what's the big stuff in sales at the minute? What's new? What's happening? Um, what should we be on the lookout for? And the first thing I revert back to is are you doing the really obvious, simple stuff well? Could you improve there? And most people aren't spending a lot of time on this kind of um, softer sales skills, the ability to understand and comprehend learning styles. The more interested in taking a book off the shelf and putting a methodology to it, so be it the challenger sale or the spin sale or the consultative sale or the select sale, whatever. But there are bits that can be applicable across all. And for me, and this is the skeptic in me, is that I kind of don't believe in NLP and DISC profiles and Myers-Briggs. But I'm there to be persuaded otherwise. But this stuff makes a lot of sense. The seven learning styles. I think somebody actually said, if you, if you take a deeper dive into it, there are 12. It's the same with the old four Ps of marketing that went to eight and now have become 27. It's um, trying to create a new model based on an old model. But how, how, how do you um, instruct your sales teams? And if you're a sales person listening to this, how much time do you spend on that attentive listening and the non-verbal communication that comes from trying to understand where the barriers are with your prospect? Uh, what are the reasons for them saying not yet? What are the reasons for them saying, look, we're going to go with somebody else? You walk into a business and are your salespeople able to pivot from one presentation style to another? Are they able to just talk through it with an example? Or do they have to sit down with a PowerPoint? Or is there a brochure involved? Or do you integrate all of the different styles really well together now so this podcast doesn't mean a thing to you? I'm just curious because... Um, I think it's really important that your salespeople have an understanding of this. How are you trying to get communication throughout your organization if you're a business owner? Do you expect everybody to read the notice in the canteen? Do you expect them to read the email that goes out once a week? Do you expect them to read the easing? Or do they want something more engaging? Do they want to be sit, sat down and 
in a group be able to voice their opinions about the company in a group rather than just feel that you're talking one-to-one to them where they feel under pressure? Is there strength in numbers? Um, is that why they would want to be a social uh, learner rather than a solitary learner? I think it's worth digging into. Um, if you've listened this long, thanks for your for your company in this podcast and um, I will chat to you again very soon.